Oh, hello, my wonderful students, also known as the Internet. It's your favorite substitute teacher, and I'm here to welcome you to Season 196, Episode 5 of the Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is the podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. That means, what is everybody talking about? What's everyone thinking about? And half the time is interesting, half the time is scary, and most of the time is funny. But it is Friday. Thank you, August 6th, 2021. My name is Miles Gray, a.k.a. Hideo Noho, a.k.a. Experimental Japanese Blackanese Artist, your boy Kusama. You know my pumpkin pieces popping up everywhere. You know how I get down with polka dots. Anyway, I am thrilled to be joined today by my co-host, who's a wonderful just media commentator, uh, just nerd. I mean, like mega nerd. Like if I have questions, I go to Joelle and then she'll let me know if if I'm acting ignorant about the the MCU. She will step right in and correct the record. She's just a fantastic person, podcaster, uh, producer. I mean, I don't like I could keep going. She's she's got the parents that everyone else wants. uh, As it turns out, she's got fantastic parents. Please welcome Joelle Monique. Hey, what's up? A.K.A. the Marvel Avenger. Y'all gonna have to come up with some new nicknames for me. I did that one and I'm pretty proud. Of it. Uh, <laughs> I know that. some some of them stick and we like them. I like listen, Marvel Avenger is not going anywhere. But yeah, how are you doing today? You've been even off living great. that Wonderful. luxurious life. Oh, you know, just doing what I can. Yeah, just yeah. just eating whole pineapples, just taking bites out of pineapples <laughs> like they're regular apples, and then people are like, Oh my god, is that person okay? They just <laughs> they taste so good. That's uh, the dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's, to, it's to weird out people with the way you eat a pineapple and Hell i'm yeah. doing it i, I mean it. look it's, the blessings keep coming in you know and i and i and i have to stay blessed never yeah. stressed yeah. but let's welcome our guest for today this is somebody you know who i i I've, i first realized this is a guest that i really fuck with because her kick game's bonkers. She's like, yo, you fuck with sneakers? I like sneakers, too. Then she was telling me about the goat person that lived behind her school back in Texas. And I said, this, go on. You are so interesting. You might know them as a stand-up comedian, an improviser, a fucking writer, or a fantastic guest on this show. You've seen her all over doing her stand-up. And, you know, and she's blessing us, okay? She's moving past the Netflix or the Hulus or MTVs and coming to our little quaint podcast to bless us with the presence. Please welcome the legend ever made her! Thank you so much. What a what a really great introduction. Uh, what's up, my little eye hearts? <laughs> is this what Damn, a radio personality I never does? came up with that. My little hey, eye hearts. Hell my yes. Little hearts. My little uh, hearts. Yeah. What's new? Just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Bit of that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, navigating all the new... Deltas and the lambdas, the variants. Yeah, just mm-hmm. some life adjustments. Wait till those kappas come. You know, you know what I mean. I'm not it could prepared. Be an event. You know, <sighs> wait till wait till sig ep sig ep comes like, along or uh, gamma phi beta or uh, Anna said we're in trouble when tri delt comes. Okay, those He's, are all. Okay, Greek there's life, a but. Marvel <laughs> villain whose name is like a, a delta chi variant. And he's <laughs> okay. It was the Marvel, was the MCU thing not real? Because I'm trying to remember who this villain is. A Delta Chi variant name. <laughs> he's, got, he's got like silver hands and like his eyes are like shadowies. And he's like a mega villain. Like he's like a mega villain team, with silver hands. And like, t- 
my doctor's always like, what's wrong? And I'm like, it's got the teeth. <laughs> Someone's like, How, what are you feeling? Can you please use your words? <laughs> Anytime I'm like in a fight, like I feel in the silver hands. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anybody else here try to express their I mean, feelings? Look, if, if you've got, if you've got Joelle stumped, uh, this may not be around. <laughs> Listen, I, I Googled it's- it to try to figure out. And the top two options are ultra humanite and omega red, which Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Omega Red. Oh, Omega Red. Oh, but Omega Red has them little tentacles that come out. Yeah, yeah. And get you. And with his blonde hair, you got a blonde detail. How did you find that? How did you search that one? I typed in Mega Villain with silver hands. (laughs) 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 And I guess the silver hands you're referring to, the tentacles. Okay, maybe not this guy. Oh. (laughs) Because he was on the cartoon as well. Where do you remember seeing this villain? In the cartoons that I have a few X-Men comic books I, sh- I should go get. I Omega like Red is fights... definitely in X-Men. No, Omega Red is in X-Men, but this is maybe oh, this like person. when the other galaxy comes in and they're like, what is this? <laughs> maybe not necessarily when they go to Dinosaur t- Town. Do you guys remember uh-huh. that you whole... You said it's, like, wait, all silver, <laughs> you said? Like silver vibes? All silver. But is it Strife? Have... S-T-R-Y-F-E? No, I think he fights Cable. Uh, he fights Cable. He fights... Okay, is it Juggernaut? He doesn't have silver hands, but he is an X Men and he fights well, Cable. Well, here's the thing, but no. Strife is a clone of Cable. That's why I asked that. It's not Juggernaut. Okay, well, let's. I'm we'll, going to we'll, send a photo. We'll brew on that while later. the people who probably know this and are listening, like screaming into He's the ether about what it is. He's got a cape. He does it's have a strife. cape. Okay, I'm, it's I'm thinking strife. I'm putting my money on strife because strife has silver been hands, silver body, giant red cape. You know, we see we see this, and it's it is Cable's clone. So I feel yeah. like we got a lot going here. We'll leave it there. Well, if we, it hits we're, you, we're gonna shelf this conversation. Let's table that. Let's put a pin in this called the yeah. worst comics podcast you've ever heard. And <laughs> take me to a comic con. Let me guess. This is a fun oh comic con game where I try to describe the superhero yes. or the supervillain, and then all the with the most vague details. Yeah, and I yeah, love it. That's a skill. And they're like, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That actually would be a fantastic game. Nobody better steal my. Freaking idea. You yeah, little and you heard it here. You heard it here. <laughs> Mail yourself this podcast episode so you know it's copywritten. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I will. Remember like this that, old, that old fallacy. You can't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> if this fucking industry takes one more thing away from me, I'm going to scream. I- I'm going to become strife. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> the natural evolution. Before we progress through our comic yeah. book dissertation and discussion, okay. uh, let's give a quick preview of what we're going to be talking about in the rest of the episode. We're going to be talking about this fight between Ron DeSantis and Joe Biden, really just Ron DeSantis being racist because Joe Biden said, hey, get your act together over there in Florida. Then we'll talk about Fox and Friends. They're fighting over the vaccine. But like, you know, like very passive aggressive, like conservative white people fighting where they're like, I don't know about that. Like, you don't. Well, I don't know. But there's still there's some some trouble in paradise. We're also going to talk about uh, the police. They're having trouble recruiting people. Oh, no. And because of that, they are turning to the algorithm to try and identify new cops uh aggressive assholes great yeah good well we'll see there see this is where the marketing side comes in because Mm. clearly this was being put out there to let people know what their trouble is and what they're trying to do different Mm. we'll also talk about look if you remember we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of not just 9-11 but of Aaliyah passing Mm. away uh august 25th 
2001. I remember where I was. I was at my grandparents' timeshare in Anaheim, okay, 17 years old, not giving a fuck until I heard that. And then BET just, it was just a tear fest. There's a new book coming out that has some really interesting allegations about what may have happened that day she boarded that fateful flight. And it's wild. And on top of that, her, we also got teased that her catalog might come out, but then also her estate is, has issues with that. We'll get the, we'll have to do a quick Aaliyah update because right now the only album out there is AJ Nothing But a Number that has That's R. a Kelly problem. We have other ones too, like One in a Million and the self titled Aaliyah that we're like, where's that one? But before we get into any of that, Zeit gang, I got to let you know, we are going to have a live streamed live show. Yes, you heard me correct. If you didn't get a chance to see us at our live tour at the beginning of 2020, I know only a few lucky cities were able to. This is your chance to see that show happen. It's us taking on the year 2000, one of the most consequential years in culture, zeitgeist or whatever you want to call it. And we will be doing that live. And you can get your tickets at momenthouse.com slash the daily zeitgeist. That's M-O-M-E-N-T-H-O-U-S-E, momenthouse.com, slash the daily zeitgeist. And remember, it's I before E, folks, because I know sometimes we like to get them mixed up. But yes, come through. You can get your tickets for the August 25th live show. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to have wonderful guests or guests. Who knows? You're in for a surprise. And on top of that, we also have a dope limited edition poster you can pick up. We haven't really done posters yet. And you can all get that at the same place, momenthouse.com slash the Daily Zeitgeist. We hope to see y'all at the live stream show because we weren't able to see you in person, but please believe we will be in there in person eventually. But for now, we will meet from the safety of our own homes on the beautiful internet. Now, ever, we gotta ask you, what is something from your search history besides silver hair, hand, bad guy, MCU, <laughs> uh, that is revealing about who you are and what you're up to? Oh, shit. I've been really just... I guess I've really just been fucking going through it because right now <laughs> my search history is like YouTube videos of Pima Choderon, Buddhist meditation, oh. shopping sites, uh, <laughs> and psychology so today. Shopping. Uh, I understand I'm like, your mental I'm state. I'm going to process however. this by yes. buying, get the endorphins, get the dopamine, feel it good. Retail, no, what are we buying? Retail, retail like, working it through. Working What's it going through, in the cart, Ever? Good. Yeah, what's in the cart? What's in the cup, Wayne? Everybody's doing sales, right? So I'm looking yeah. at a lot of Craig Greens. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a lot of Henrik Bibscoff. But maybe I'll what go. What is that? I don't know Henry, any of those things. Henrik Bibscoff is, uh, I think he's a Dan- Danish designer. He's really He has really fun designs, kind of quirky outfits. Craig Green, I just feel good in the fits. Um, oh, fashion? Yes. Yeah. But also, wow. like, just, Henrik. I've also been you know like setting goals again and mm-hmm. steps to okay. goals okay, okay, okay. cuz i feel like 2020 was such a fuck of a mindset and i was like i have i got to what app? you know what i mean like yeah, i do i'll I be do. honest with you all like in my little eye hearts i'm not going to stop calling the listeners my little <laughs> Don't eye ever. hearts like i'm tired of like not being vulnerable i'm just going to be vulnerable like I- it was a weird time for everyone i got yeah. a little depressed I felt Everybody a did. lack of motivation because it was Everybody like, did. What? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Now yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, here are my daily goals. Like It's great that you can yeah. you're seeing the light at the end of the mm-hmm. at the end of the cave. I know that yeah. some psychologists have been calling it cave syndrome oh. because of, you know, because it's almost like 
nearly two years of trying to live a certain way that it's become normal that like Mm -hmm. we had to retreat to our caves sort of metaphorically Mm -hmm. to stay safe and to also like sort of realign like what we think is normal that coming out is like very different now of being Mm -hmm. like there's all the stress and they've they've talked about it all like since vaccines have been coming out but cave reemergence is the one that I, i think i identify with the most that sounds like a Tim the Toolman Taylor saying. Cave said, Man has to come out of his cave. <laughs> and then, like, Wilson's just there, like, peering over the fucking fence. So you're like, Bro, can you go in your cave for a second, man? Stop <laughs> spying on my kids playing in the backyard. What is his name? Al? Al Borgen? Yeah. Al whatever. Al Borland. Borland? For some yeah. reason, he's just like polishing a bowling ball. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Old Richard Karn. Who's also now I, I wish my search was funny, but I literally went to my history and yeah. I was like, oh, here it doesn't are my have patterns. to be funny. I yeah, asked like, what you're up to and you're you're working on yourself and you're I'm working, working on, on your drip. You know? Yeah. I, and if anybody's going through a hard time in depression, I highly recommend you just put it on. Therapy. Ther- well, one, therapy. But mm. if you can access two, it, for sure. There, even if you're not a Buddhist, there's a, um, a YouTube link called The uh, Strength to Do What Gives Us Joy. Mm. And listen to it while you're doing whatever, you know, it's a YouTube link. Who cares? Might be a podcast, but I highly recommend it because it was hard to find the joy in writing comedy or doing comedy. And sometimes it takes strength. I I don't know. It's just it's a great talk and it's really helped me through. So if you're going through cave syndrome, you're going through depression. I I highly, I highly recommend this talk to give nudge you in the right direction for sure and then go buy something off the internet (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then go buy some reusable straws it's like the best advice i've heard so long go buy some new shoestrings i bought i'm buying crazy shit i'm like (laughs) new me Like, yeah, these shoes would look cool with fluorescent orange shoestrings, yeah. you know, oh, shoelaces. I go. just got into Shift changing up my shoes. I never change my shoestrings. And I'm like, look at how this changes the entire silhouette of my shoe. Like, it's just suddenly, yeah. like, different parts of it mm-hmm. pop. And it's just it's like having new shoes with, like, a simple, low-cost change. And I really yeah. I appreciate that. I enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. Um, Ever, what's something that you think is overrated? I'm going to say... Something that is overrated, truffle. Truffle fries, truffle seasoning. I'm over Whoa. it. Oh, okay. sure. I put my foot it's down. Everywhere. I went, I got out of my cave. Everything mm-hmm. was truffle fry this, <laughs> truffle fry that. It tasted disgusting. I'm over it. I don't, <laughs> like, it's I went out to look, eat. I'm so, wait, you eat it, you're like, Ugh! God, this is terrible. <laughs> I threw up in their face. I said, bring the chef out. <laughs> Bring the chef out. You call this fries? Just give them to me regular. Salt and that's it. Go. I need rosemary, herbs and shit. It's Don't funny fucking though. bring any PPO out here. I right. want you to see this. No mask. <laughs> there's, a whole, there's a thing, man. Like, I feel that, you, you know, truffle became one of those things where you could put it in the title and then that justified raising the cost of it by like 40%. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because like, oh man, don't get, don't upsell them on the truffle fries. Like, well, what's different? Uh, we put some perfumed oil on it. Don't ask <laughs> yeah. if, it's, if it's actual truffle oil because that's another big distinction out there in the food world is there's like yeah. perfumed truffle oil and then there's like true truffle oil. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can, you can mark it up. You know, I, I enjoy the taste, but yeah, it's definitely... It's, know, oh, it's, a, everywhere. It's, it's, it's everywhere. It's it's everywhere. 
This yeah, is I like think it's overrated. The seventy-two dollar fried rice that's happening in San Francisco right now. The seventy-two dollar fried rice. Yeah, because it's got wagyu and uni and caviar and black truffles. And it's just like I think there's some mm. crab in there too. It's like it's this this is what what's happening. I don't that's like so it. many flavors. I just like uni. That you want to eat the thing individually, you know. I don't want to mix it up or whatever. Seventy-two dollars for a bowl $72. of fried rice. Please tell me uh, that's not a white person selling that. I'm Probably actually is. not tenth. Let me see. I remember a tweet that was like so, so funny. It's like immigrants have the right to like overcharge white people yes. for our regular f- cultural yes. food. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Exactly. Hit them with the hit them with the markup. But yeah, Chef Truffle. Rob Lamb. So. Maybe okay. we'll, raw we'll take lamb? It with a gra- grain of salt. <laughs> raw Chef lamb. Raw lamb. <laughs> Has had a lot of food poisoning cases apparently from his restaurants. Ever what's something that you think is underrated? Now, this might it might seem like it's already overrated. Mm-hmm. Underrated a high quality scented candle. Mm. Oh, ever speak mm. my language. Like, Somebody was like, you're spending how much on a scented candle? I'm like, no, you don't get it. You don't. This is my cave. My cave smells good, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a reflection on me and Mm -hmm. my emotional state. It feels good. What's what's, what's up, my little eye hearts? What (laughs) scents are we getting into? And and what brands? Because people are big brandies when it comes to their big candles. Well, yeah. I, I will say, okay, first of all, too, but I've been really getting into Copal, but I'm trying, there is a Copal shortage, but Copal sure, I sure, also sure. use for spiritual reasons, whatever, whatever. I got you, I got you, I feel you, I feel you. It's on my yeah. altar as well. But Patty Wax, big fan of Patty Wax right now. I have they have a tried. parks candle, Ooh. and you buy this and they donate to national parks, but then they have oh. like, they have like also they have like masculine scents, which I really like. You know, yes. like the, your leathers and your bourbons. For the listeners out here, I'm uh, pretty butchy looking. <laughs> uh, and, and but I also have been really getting into willow and cotton and like a yes. lavender scent. Oh, oh, surprisingly, oh. I just gentle. got a French lavender candle that is to it's... die for. Oh. When, yes. How do you how do y'all use your candles? Are they burning all the time? Are they contextual candles? Are they? Do you like or do you do it most of the day so it helps scent your home? How what's your what's your strategy with the candle? I'm going to let you go first because I, I really want to hear how you do it. Okay, okay. So usually it's like <laughs> when I need a pick-me-up, right? And then so I have oh. – so up the street for me is this great little shop. I'm not giving out the name. I, I should promote it, but if more people go there, I'll be upset. <laughs> it's like beautiful, and they make all different kinds of spiritual candles. Some have glitter in them. Some like have that um, yeah, nice. wood wick, so it's like creating It would be so funny if you were like House of Intuition, and it's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> 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 That's a little shop. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's – it's, it's locally owned and it's perfect and like it literally just my whole Handle house was just warm. <laughs> Stop it! Just warm and delicious and so like uh, just cozy and that's what I really mm-hmm. love about it. But then you know sometimes you're like I feel like a really light fresh air scent. But sometimes you need like I have um, I also buy D and D candles which I love. So they're made to scent for different scenes you're playing during D and D. That's cool, dude. I have one that's a tavern and it smells like red wine and leather. Wait, this. Uh, her, good. her Majesty, my partner, her friend opened a candle store like in L.A. That's like sort of based on art, like role playing games. Is it the same one? Is Cantrip the candles? One? I think so. Yeah. 
Yes, I love them. You guys can yeah. shop online for cantrip candles, so I don't mind shouting them out. They are brilliant. Their candles smell amazing. There's one that smells like parchment paper if you're like in a library Ooh, or a monastery or something. Nice. But then at the end of the candle, when you're done burning it, there's a fresh D20 in there at the bottom, just waiting for you to add to your dice collection, which is already too large. And I just love that they're indulging in a different like like hobby slash collection thing like there shouldn't be dice at the bottom of candles but it's there and it's wonderful yeah it's yeah, so like funny it. the guy Kristoff is a classmate of her majesty like the who runs who owns it. that place and i remember he looked at some of the council what the look at this this is fucking tight for okay. me i like to have in the winter that's when i get up the candles go off oh, around me because it has to, like yeah. i said it has to smell like a just a it's like a hallmark fucking movie in the, the house winter the fall it's game over yeah, it's, it's game candle over. season, baby. It, I don't do like, candles right. in the summer, really. But oh, when get a floral candle for the summer. Oh, okay. Get a floral Good to know. candle. Get something See, light because then it's like these are the kinds of things that we need to know about. And the listeners, the iHearts, if you will, or the Zag <laughs> Gang, whatever, what, however you identify, these are tips for you to take home. All right, let's pay some bills real quick, and we will be right back after this. And we're back. I just want to say, I'm sorry to keep harping on candles, but have y'all tried Homesick? Those ones that are like scented after different states or places? Yes. yes. Yeah. Those it's ones, okay. Those bad either. They, they smell like, nice, but I they didn't. They smell nice. It, yeah. It wasn't Chicago. It smells like COVID. The Texas yes. and Florida ones just smell like COVID. <laughs> right. <You're> like, <laughs> the highest. It smells Why like someone's I not coughing. smell anymore. Just, it's just nothing. Yeah. Oh, trick candle. Damn, <laughs> that like, was oh, a no. Great. Hey, that you know what? Good. You know yeah. what? That's that's let's just shut that out. One. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's a level up. What yeah, a fucking she just great. leveled up. She's, yeah. she's taking this podcast to a first rate podcast. Yeah. Slow down, Joel. Slow down. Wow. Um, well, let's talk about speaking of Florida and Texas. Uh, yes, the covid rates in Texas and Florida, they account for about one third of all covid cases in the nation. And that shouldn't be a surprise since those states have significantly low vax rates. And they also have governors that seem to have some very deep desire to watch their constituents get sick and aggressively. You know, they're opposing any kind of safety measures, Mm -hmm. uh, like under the name of freedom. So, you know, Joe Biden, he's the president, turns out. I mean, if, if you believe the election or some of the people on the Internet. But anyway, Joe Biden, President Joe Biden has been trying to get folks to obviously get the vaccine. And, you know, there's actually been some good news. There's a, there was a substantial increase in people getting vaccinated across sort of the southeast where a lot of people were holding out on getting vaccines. So I just want to read this quick quote. The vaccination rate reached its highest level since early last month with 864,000 doses administered. White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator told reporters about 585,000 of those were the patient's first shots. So suggesting more unvaccinated people are coming to the table and that the vaccination rates in places, especially like Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, Alabama, Oklahoma and Mississippi have hit levels not seen since April. So it seems I think there's probably enough anecdotal evidence. Like I feel like every week there's a headline about someone who was like, fuck the vaccine. And then like and then they passed away a week later. It's like really sad. Like in the beginning, a lot of people were like, ha, ah, fuck around, find out. But when you see it more and more, it's like, God, like they're leaving children behind and families and things like that. It's there's so much potential in the in the reverb of of the pain that generations will carry. I mean, exactly. E- even living through this, you know, that that we individually carry, but also like having a loved one pass away 
you know, sometimes even let's say they not to lump everybody in the same thing, but when you have people who are vaccine deniers and a family going like, what the fuck? And they pass away like there's a bitterness that is in the it's just going to be in the hearts for so long. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it'll uh, turn to something metastasize into something else, too. If exactly. You're not really Anger, confronting hate. that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shopping sprees. Right. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, even with those levels, you know, on the rise, there's still so much more to do because we're still like woefully under the numbers we need to be to try and get any place towards like really eradicating this thing, at least in this country. So what by Joe Biden said, and look, he's take he's taking particular shots at Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis. He's saying, quote, if some governors aren't willing to do the right thing to beat this pandemic, then they should allow businesses and universities who want to do the right thing to be able to do it. I say to these governors, please help. But if you aren't going to help, at least get out of the way. So but getting out of the way would be helping and therefore in direct opposition <laughs> of their end goal. Right. Very, like their goal very is astute observation specifically to make it more challenging. It's wild to me because now children are dying like. Healthy, athletic children are just falling over and dying. And still they're like, you know, and then was it DeSantis who was like, I'm just going to pull school funding if you guys have a mask mandate. Are you out of your mind? Are you, are you, what is that? They can't even try to protect themselves. Like, what is that? Whether it's masks or teaching critical race theory, there's some schools that are getting their funds pulled, not in Florida, but I think in, I want to say Arkansas, uh, Mississippi, where they're like, oh, you're teaching critical race theory, and they're like, we're not. And like, Again, okay, if we'll you ask these anyway. people to define it, they have no idea what critical race theory even means. They can't yeah. tell you what it is. They just want to know if it if it's being taught. It's just r- ridiculous. So I just want to bring up Ron DeSantis's reaction because it was very adult and very mm-hmm. mature and very gubernatorial. Hobbit looking motherfucker. So look at him clap back at joe biden (laughs) Uh, joe biden has taken to himself to try to single out florida um, over covid Uh, this is a guy who ran for president saying he was going to quote shut down the virus and what has he done he's imported more virus from around the world by having a wide open southern border okay so So cue racism as a defense Yeah, it's that's what I'm the governor. It's to think about. It's, Guys, I got to go shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that circular logic of just being like, it's your fault because immigrants, I'm not doing anything to stop that's the virus. That's where we actively are. Actively encouraging it. But, you know, just that good old standby immigrants. Like, yeah. Oh. Well, he's just, again, this seems to be the one tactic because uh, Ted, uh, Ted Cruz did the same thing. Like, Man, because- this piece of shit. They, they don't Sorry. <laughs> they no. don't have anything like substantive to add to this aside from just pivoting to xenophobia because they mm-hmm. think hopefully that will connect. Ooh. And he, he continued his slam on Biden. Listen to him really come for Joe Biden. Mm. Like that was just the beginning of his clap back. Why don't you do your job? Why don't you get this border secure? And until you do that, I don't want to hear a blip about COVID from you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, he's racist. Hey, I'll wear a blip about COVID from you. What's wild to me, it's like, these. even if you wanted to somewhat conflate immigration with COVID, mm-hmm. there's two totally different problems, right? Yeah. Like, securing the border is not going to stop the rampant spread of this virus in your community. Like, your mm-hmm. voters, your voters You don't voters even share a border with a country. 
one. Two, your voters are actively dying. Like, it's your people that are dying. Mm-hmm. What is the logic here? There I is none. And, and you know what's interesting is that the people in Florida seem to also get it, too, because since, uh, like, the last couple months, his approval ratings have dropped 10%. Like, even in the beginning, people, like, loved that he was like, fuck science, mm. death is sick, y'all. That has clearly not worked. And now Joe Biden has higher approval ratings than DeSantis (laughs) does in Florida. Oh, that's why he's angry. Okay. This is making a lot of sense. And and there's a lot of polls showing, like, even in, like, these hypothetical Mm matchups with him and Democrat Charlie Crist for governor, he'd lose. And then, like, the actual person who's running as a challenger is, like, closing the gap, too. So might not be a good um, strategy. I do have like we we're talking about like fuck death. I have a story. Mm. So I did a show and I do crowd like a, a lot of my shows are like crowd work. Like mm-hmm. I chat with people and like I was making fun of Slack and this lady was like, yeah, yeah. And like so afterwards I was like, oh, I'm going to go talk to her. And Wait, like Slack, the, the ch- like the platform to communicate. Yes. OK. The, the working thing that we've all had to <laughs> be subjected to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I literally came when I deleted that app off my phone. Wow. Have an orgasm? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's such a juvenile joke. But she was there probably like on a second or a third date. And mm-hmm. they were like this really hot, like LA couple. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like I don't know why I brought in what they look like, but they were like a hot, they look, they were like a hot, ele- they were they hot. Were they were, Contextualize that was the story. Like, I get it. Yeah. Young, sexy. And <laughs> the lady and I, we were talking about like, she grew up in Dallas and like, you know, I grew up out, outside and like Little River. I, I literally grew up outside in Little River. <laughs> in, outside. <laughs> and we were talking about like, we were just chatting, shooting the shit and like I had my mask on. She goes, oh, I'm vaccinated. I said, oh, I'm, I'm vaccinated too. I just like to be safe. And the guy goes, oh, I'm not vaccinated. And we laughed. We thought he was making a joke. And and I was like, yeah, yeah, me either. I'm not vaccinated. And he goes, no, I haven't been vaccinated since I was a child. And like the woman's face briefly showed like panic and like a what the, what the fuck? Like, mm. what? Ugh. Like, and she goes, but what? And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> And she goes, no, you told me you were vaccinated. Oh, oh, no. And he goes, no, I didn't. And she was like, yes, you did. But also, like, like we were still trying to, like, out. be I just in, like, doing a text. And said, <laughs> right, like, be in, like, high spirits and joking around. And he goes, no, I don't believe in vaccines. I told you I was healthy. Oh. Bitch! He, like, lied by omission wow. and was like, no, I told you I was healthy. And then he goes, we all die when we're going to die. Oh boy! And oh, I wash was your like, hands, girl. <laughs> like, and she just like moved away, and then we all laughed. And I was like, I made a joke. I was like, Well, I'm gonna go help clean up, and he's like, Haha, I'm coming with you. And like, <laughs> she was like, Save me, girl. Men are dogs, man. Like, sorry, yeah. sorry. That's and that's why I'm gay because men are dogs. <laughs> Step one to period. Yes. Yeah, but because I've never you, heard that before. Just being out here going like, no, I said I was healthy. Like, yeah. insinuating. And just watching someone process that, too, is like having a front row seat to that is a little <laughs> awkward. It, it was fucked. I, well, I went home and I was like, do I have the Delta? <laughs> well, the thing is, this <laughs> kind of thing is happening a lot, even in conservative the spheres where people are now getting vaccinated and like feeling like they're being betrayed by people because they're like, I thought we were anti-vax and now you're 
you believe in all this all this reporting that shows that being unvaccinated is could be a potential death sentence for you. So, or the ones you love if you're asymptomatic. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, I mean, it's like it, the the one thing I think a lot of people can't get by, around, their heads around too is like immunocompromised people too. It's like mm-hmm. like especially mm-hmm. with like the mm-hmm. flu shot. When I was first sort of like oh, I can't, I don't like do I need it or whatever. And a friend of mine who's a nurse was like, Yeah, because there are people who will die just because you don't have them. I was like. And you, it's your duty to protect people as well. Like just because, and I was like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't think about that at all. I've, I've never thought about that actually. Yeah. Just the, and, like just the flu shot. Cause I was like, oh, I don't need a flu shot. I'm pretty healthy. Like I haven't had the flu in a long time. It's the same thing. Yeah. Because now you'll be I around people who are unable to be safe. And uh, that was when I first sort of began to even wrap my head around the sort of this relationship that we have to each other mm-hmm. uh, in this medical context. And it seems yeah. like, you know, at Fox, too, we saw that they've had a bit of a change of heart over the last few weeks or month, yeah. even, where they're, like, suddenly, like, oh, yeah, like, vaccines are good and, like, COVID is bad. And normally, the three clowns at the Three Ring Circus over at Fox and Friends in the morning, they usually get along very well because they're always on the same page about how ignorant they are. But over the last month, you can tell that Steve Ducey, he thinks vaccines work. Like, we played a clip of a few weeks ago where he was like, all that stuff about microchips or that like they're going to surveil you like it's all fake. It's all nonsense. The vaccines work. You should get a vaccine. He said that out loud on Fox and Friends. Right. And Brian Kilmeade was like kind of like scoffing. But it, this and I've, I've noticed, you know, Brian Kilmeade, he'd like pull faces when Steve Ducey would mm. say that, you know, like when someone says the Clippers will win the championship. But they all have the me. vaccine. Of course. They yeah. Do. Oh, no, of course. <laughs> and this is the thing. A recent poll even showed that vaccine hesitancy among Fox News viewers specifically, it's dropped by 10 percent since March. In, th- in March, it was like 37 percent. They're like, we're not I'm not fucking with it. Now it's down to 27 percent. And it. on Thursday, they had a really fun exchange where Ducey noted a little bit inaccurately that about 20 percent of Arkansas COVID hospitalizations were children. Really, what the facts are is nearly 19 percent of the active cases in the state are currently among children under 18. And then among hospitalized children, 20% are 12 and under. So that's like a really... You're literally killing children. It doesn't make sense to me. These are scary numbers, you know, especially if you are a parent. And to go back to school? Like, there's just no way. I don't have offspring, but if I did, absolutely, we're going to figure out homeschooling. Like, I'm buying grandma and grandpa out, whatever we got to do. But there's no way I'm letting you dive into what what is literally a cesspool of disease. Like, Yeah. Well, that's mm -mm. the thing. You... At hearing numbers like that, I think most normal parents, your parental evolutionary instincts would be to protect your offspring at the very least when you hear things like that. So Ducey essentially made this point to sort of be like, y'all, get the vaccine. Like, don't fuck around. Because even the governor of Arkansas is like, I regret signing a bill that said I couldn't do anything about COVID and also like banned masks. Like, I fucked up. Bad. And I just want to play this clip first so you can kind of hear how Steve Ducey you know, goes on to be like, no, this is this is something important. But also mm-hmm. keep in mind, Brian Kilmeade is trying to like and also Ainsley Earhart. They're almost trying to be like, hey, 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 like what you trying to say? What you trying to say? What you trying to say? Mm. Uh, apparently about 20 percent of the people who are in hospitals with coronavirus, 20 percent of them mm-hmm. are children. So that's one of the things they're obviously going to be talking about. There are a lot of kids under 12 cannot currently be vaccinated. But if your kids are over 12, 
you probably ought to get the shot. Yeah, right. People are but just or saying, see a doctor decide what you want to do. That's what usually people go to shoes. for medical advice, doctors. I didn't go to a doctor before I got the shot. Well, that's, that's your decision. Your Absolutely. That's your decision. But I don't think anchors should be recommending medical advice. Yeah. Oh, well, right. yeah, you know, but a lot of people have been tuning into the show for 25 years to see what we think about different things. I think if you have the opportunity, get the shot. Right. But shouldn't you see a doctor to give you expertise about what they're seeing about a shot? There's some women that don't want to get it if they're pregnant because right, they want to exactly. wait till the baby's see, okay. born. I and understand this is, that. This, this is just where lies. They, this is just... where they go sniping and trying to undercut this whole thing. You know? That is such a bitch move because, like, y'all are constantly telling people what to do and what not to do. So many times y'all have just been like, don't get the shot. Like, it's a scam. These people are lying to you. And yeah. y'all can't take one person being like, you know, maybe maybe get it since we have literal doctors saying, hey, 20% of cases are children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the funny thing. Kilmeade really struck on something when he said, I don't know if it's a place for an anchor to give med. Like, that's how mm -hmm. he tried to undercut Steve Deuce's right. point. Allow me to play this viral clip from last Come week on. where all you've been hearing on Fox News is motherfuckers who aren't medical experts give you fucked mm. up advice. And it's just a compilation. Of a lot of people just starting off with the sort of caveat of I'm not a doctor, but and Here just we go. listen to how frequent this happens. I'm not a doctor, but uh, look, I'm not right. a medical health uh, uh, professional, but I'm not a doctor, but um, I'm not a physician and I'm not a public health expert, but I'm not an epidemiologist, but I'm not a doctor, but I'm yeah. not a doctor, but I'm not a doctor, but I figured this out. Well, I'm not a public health expert, but no, you're not a doctor, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, golf, you're not a health expert myself, <laughs> but not a doctor, but I'm not a doctor, but I'm not a doctor. But I'm not a doctor, 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 but but I'm not a doctor, but I'm not. I think we get the point. Truly, you want 33 seconds into a minute long video. Halfway through this and it's all nothing, but I'm not a doctor, but but if you're going to say I'm not a blank, but just stop. You don't have to go. I'm not racist, but I'm not a doctor, but just then no one needs to hear your opinion. I'm not a woman of color, but. Uh, and then what? I try to chime in. <laughs> hey, <laughs> wait! <laughs> He'll come with that big fox energy, and that's what's funny. Yeah, they're suddenly that's like, up. The, that's how. That's how, and I think that's what really makes it difficult. That's why I kind of feel for people who've been who. Illegal unfortunately, caveat. this is the shit that they trust, and mm -hmm. you're getting fucking quadruple speak in a given hour watching that channel, and you're not going to know what the fuck's going on. So, I'll do yeah, some research very, for yourselves. Very difficult. Go yeah. ahead and go talk to Ooh, actual doctors. That's also doctors. dangerous because then they're looking on the websites. Now, source your just, information, y'all. Directly, yeah, directly source, source your information. information. Because yeah. Biden is shipping planes of school children <laughs> in in the middle of the night. One of my family <laughs> members posted an article about that. Oh, I no. Said, but the fuck he's is He's flying this? children into the where? He's like shipping children in. Okay. Just from other tonight. countries? Just... He's like insinuating that Biden is a pedophile. Oh, okay. I didn't oh. click on the link because I was like, I'm not clicking on this because I know wow. what the fuck is going to happen with the algorithm, search history. Mm. Yeah. Who knows what the mm. fuck information this site's getting from me. Yeah. Well, I don't want to, you know, up it uh, on there. I, whatever. But it was just like, you, you know, it's also like, yeah, go do your own research. But a lot of you, people. You don't know where to start. Yeah. It's like there's no baseline that everyone can agree like, OK, we can. What if it's in the Encyclopedia Britannica? Are we going to mm -hmm. say, can we start there? 
as a baseline for truth or no? It's like, no, 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 it's biased. What do you like? I like this uh, GeoCities website uh, that has its all text and <laughs> fucked up HTML on it. That's telling me about how if I get the vaccine, I will get ED. Um, my, uh, okay. my low speed internet will load this site. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of low speed internet and just trouble okay. on the internet, I want to talk about law enforcement because Apparently, police are having a very tough time finding willing recruits that will brutalize the poor and reframing it as law enforcement. And this was even before the uprisings last summer. Uh, And pandemic only made things harder because apparently they would just go to job fairs and be like, hey, would you like to be a savior with a gun type thing? And this like uh, the LAPD, like they've had some spokespeople come out and be like, yeah, it's been difficult. They've said, quote, historically, the majority of our recruitment efforts have been in person canvassing where we actually go out to schools or trade shows or meet with organizations. Then they go on to say they've been struggling. LAPD has been struggling to hit its target for recruiting women, black and Asian American applicants. <laughs> so what are they pivoting to? They're using the same tech that many social media platforms use to figure out who we are and what we like and what they might be able to sell to us. It's the same way. You know how like Instagram ads just started hitting different like over the mm-hmm. last year. And like, what the fuck? They fucking know me. Why are they, they always putting me. vintage basketball shorts in front of me? <laughs> they know. What the fuck? Fuck. It's the same mechanism that's now being used to find new police. Quote, the LAPD is one of many police departments recruiting by targeting ads based on personality and not identity. So this is where they're trying to sort of let you know, like what they're what the vibe is now. Police agencies want jobs to uh, want job ads to make the position look benevolent and community oriented. The ads reflect and hopefully attract officers that are service oriented and less money driven, who understand bias and who have high risk tolerance. And then this company census is like marketing company. They cross reference survey data with the lookalike audiences on social media platforms to identify the characteristics that police agencies say make an ideal candidate, which is respect for authority, a awareness of social biases, interest in service, and a willingness to compromise social life for their career. These two Venn diagrams do not overlap. Like, these circles don't overlap. They don't form a proper Venn diagram because there's no center people to fill these two separate things, right? Respects (laughs) authority, but is community-oriented? I'm just not seeing it. It sounds like a bit of a unicorn. Sounds like a bit of a unicorn. And what they are looking for is presenting what they call a guardian vibe. In their ads and they're in these ads, they're rarely showing any kind of association with weapons or squad cars or even arresting people like they Those are the not fun toys. The police love, though. That's the well, see, I part. think they were like, oh, when we led with that, we were kind of getting some aggro people. Hmm. Maybe if we switch it now, they said now they the ads stress community work with images of officers interacting with juveniles at community events, patrolling on foot, and giving speeches in classrooms. The videos often include statements such as, quote, we are a community-oriented department, or we value working with diverse communities. We value having officers live in their communities that they work in. Uh-huh. I saw one, I saw somebody take a screenshot of, I don't think it was LAPD, I was like trying to find it. If I can, I'll send it. But one of the perks, because they, they were targeted, Mm-hmm. To be- become a cop, like it, they went mm-hmm. to the Instagram page. Is it called qualified immunity? Yeah. One Wait, of the what perks. What about qualified? That was one of the perks of becoming a cop. Qualified... I'm sorry. What was it? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So they're leading with you will be legislatively protected from being prosecuted. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. because you're a police officer? <laughs> Wait, is your friend some kind of super? Is your friend the supervillain you're trying to identify from I the am MCU? Distraught. No, no, no. They they weren't going like, hey, check it out. It was like this is fucked up. Right, like, right, right. But that was the, but that. that was the ad that said qualified immunity was one of the. Wow, Ooh, that's like one of the most problematic features of law enforcement that we are trying to fucking undo. Mm. We just we caught the night stalker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, we can't. <laughs> right. What? We can't even hold police accountable for any kind mm. of transgressions, wrongdoing because of qualified immunity. Qualified immunity makes it so difficult to charge to say uh, this person blinded me, and I can't yeah. I have no recourse. Also, the idea that you're going to be able to change the police force by hiring better is so ridiculous because the number of cops who left the force and spoken very specifically about how when they tried to do the right thing, they were absolutely shut down, either fired, uh, bullied to an extent that made them want to leave or physically assaulted by other Mm -hmm. officers for reporting on their fellow officer for things that are horrible like doing yeah. horrible things and like yes planting evidence but also sexually assaulting people they had detained like right. it is you this is a top down either reformation or abolition that needs to happen there's there's truly no way you can hire this culture out of what were formerly slave catchers it's just not going to happen exactly and i mean we still we're still training police to not have empathy for the unhoused or those who are struggling with their mental health. And yeah. most people aren't even able, like, not just police, most people aren't even able to see crimes of survival for what they are. Mm-hmm. Like, they yeah. think people are stealing cars or mm-hmm. they're shoplifting or they're selling drugs and all this other shit because they want to fuck, like, that's how they want to get retire and put into a 401k. No, that's people surviving because they have no mm-hmm. other options available to them. Mm-hmm. And we don't even look at this as, like, failings, societal failings, that we are leaving people vulnerable and left behind and then they're so destitute that that's what they have to resort to. We still look at it as, they're criminals. We got to do something about it. And that's, again... To your point, Joel, like whether it's trying to find good apples or whatever the fuck they think mm. it is, it's not as effective because we have such a fun. We have we have to have a much more of like just substantial reckoning with what our ideas is of even like law or police or safety. A mm-hmm. couple of things. One, I will say it is an improved like people are becoming, especially in my hometown, are becoming a little bit more like woke i guess you could say or i will say aware Mm. that cops aren't always right which is a big thing coming from rural texas like to hear family members go well we wanted to call like social services like there's you know an elderly person in the neighborhood who has dementia and needs help and they want to do a wellness check but they know if they do a wellness check Instead of a social worker showing up, it's going to be a cop with a gun. Yes. Right. And it's just going to go from bad to worse. Like yep. Im- immediately. A fuck immediately. And then my like I've had family members go like, well, actually, we don't really trust the police. We don't. Our hometown cop like he was for a long time part of, you know, whether it was known or a, a, an official KKK. But like he was. Right. A, a known mm-hmm. racist. Right. And there was like shit like that that happened and you feared the cops. Like mm-hmm. you just didn't fuck with them. You didn't fuck with this man. Like what? Like so in the hometown that I grew up in, like to hear people go, actually, this is not OK. I think is a little not sure. to be like mm-hmm. people are 
I, but then on the other hand, it is like, you know, people like my brother's like, you're a faggot. And it's like, yikes. You're my brother. And I'm a, first of all, I'm a dyke. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on the iHeartRadio, but then they're on the other, yeah, whatever. But also like talking about cops, I feel like they're so horny to use their guns and violence. Oh, yeah. My friend had her car stolen. It was retrieved. They didn't take it out of the system. Oh, boy. And all of a sudden, she's driving. She's surrounded by cops. She gets Helicopters wow. flying overhead. They yank her out of the car and throw her on the ground. She's being and she was like traumatized of for a very long time. That's yeah. awful. and it's like it's like what like. Yeah. I mean, this there's is nothing. There's I don't know. I don't. I feel like that story kind of goes nowhere. And maybe the one about my hometown shitty racist cop, which and it's like, hello, there's literally L.A. cop gangs. So Google what? L.A.S.D. gangs. Google it. L.A.S.D. Google gangs. It. Shout out to Cerise Castle. I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Google L.A.S.D. But gangs. You want to Google this. <laughs> there are sheriff department gangs and I'm sure it's prevalent across the country. But yeah, yeah. I think if the whole move is to go past demographics and look for more personality types. I think it's a very soft PR move that the cops are doing right now to be like, it's Ooh, so different. PR. Like we're looking for just, you know, sensitive people who are aware of their biases and things like that. And again, I think to everyone's point, it it's, it's, it's going to be a lot more than just putting Instagram ads up for different like and hoping you get different kinds of people, because there's still people who don't need the Instagram ads to know that policing is a venue for them to just be unrestricted and mm -hmm. do whatever the fuck they want because qualified immunity. So that's nice. Yeah, we'll keep our eye on that space. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Qualified Immunity, a new <laughs> podcast brought to you by Stitcher. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, mm. we're going to pay some bills and we'll be right back and we'll talk Aaliyah after this. And we're back. Are y'all big Aaliyah fans? Hell yeah. Fans of Aaliyah? I had the poster as a child, the, the blue with the silver, gorgeous. Uh, mm. I like all of the songs. One in a Million is maybe my favorite. Mm -hmm. The day she died, I was getting ready for school. My mother broke the news to me. I cried mm. a lot. It's devastating. Yeah, she she was she was the princess. And then she was gone. Yeah. It was so fast. Like, it was a, a fast shoot up the top and then just out of nowhere and this new news is like horrifying like so yeah, yeah she was 22 when she passed away she was very young and i you know as i said at the top of the show i remember i was <laughs> my parents and grandparents are like let's go on a, a vacation to anaheim i'm like we live in la the fuck are we doing in anaheim <laughs> but you know <laughs> people love their timeshare so if there's yeah, about, if that's the one like, spot okay, they could cool. get in they're like fuck it we can stay here for free and plus we're not using this shit enough so mm. it's you and your cousin and we're gonna go i'm 17 and i'm like smoking weed in secret and shit so I'm, yes i'm like the most like worst kind of teenager to take to like a timeshare <laughs> in anaheim coming from la and yeah Aaliyah passed away and i was devastated i was so in love with Aaliyah. i loved her music so much like i would i remember like when, when Try Again came out from the Romeo Must Die soundtrack. Yes. I didn't out whenever they played it on the radio. You, you know when you had to like, hey y'all, let me date myself. When the songs <laughs> would come on the radio, you mm. had no way of knowing what it was called. No, there was no there was no Shazam. The mm. most you could do is maybe navigate to a radio station's website and see if they were uploading their current playlist. If that, if you huh? were lucky, yeah, if you had mm. that, 
So it was to the to point wait. where I had to call Power 106, where hip hop lives, and sing the song <laughs> back to somebody. Be like, hey, what was that song? I think it's Aaliyah. And it's like, that was a job. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, let's try again by Aaliyah. Downloaded the shit off Napster. But, yes. you know, <laughs> her, her passing was really tragic. If you remember, she was in a fatal plane accident in the mm-hmm. Bahamas. She was the things that we do know at the time was that the pilot had alcohol and cocaine in his system at the time. Not a good and then there. And then the the plane was like overloaded with baggage. So like the weight distribution was completely fucked up. Mm-hmm, it was a sort of mm-hmm. like things were sort of on paper looking like they could go from bad to worse really quick. So there's a new book coming out by this music journalist, Kathy Indoli, who claims that Aaliyah may not have actually wanted to get on the plane mm-hmm. and was given a sleeping pill. In order yep. to board the flight. Now, take this with many grains of salt, because so this is this is the or this is from an eyewitness. Um, and I'll read this from this Daily Beast article or no, this is from The Root. This is just a description from the book saying in this news report in Abaco Island's eyewitness named Kingsley Russell, who was 13 years old at the time and worked as the team's baggage carrier, claimed that a team member gave Aaliyah a pill that caused the artist to go into a deep sleep. She was then carried aboard the aircraft while she was unconscious. Iandoli linked up with Russell after a tip from one of Aaliyah's UK-based super fans and the founder of a very popular fan page. Okay, so here, here okay, so from at the surface value, <sighs> you're like, this is a lot of sketchy information mm-hmm. coming from equally sketchy mean? sources. But on the other hand, fans understood that Britney was in trouble way before anybody else did. Way right, mm-hmm. fans of fandom, especially the the stands, like. Yes, it can be excessive. Yes, there is a negative impact inside to that. But they're also, like, so deeply invested that they're often able, in the same way that, like, a lot of true crime fans have started to solve actual crimes just because they're, mm-hmm. like, literally obsessed and they spend all their extra time doing it. So, obviously, please still take this with a grain of salt. But there is right. an element of it that, for me, is not at all hard to believe, specifically because I understand how much, when you become the celebrity that is like paying like 60 people you have a team of like 60 that keep you up and running and that you are their paycheck right they are not stopping we gotta yeah, get on the plane here just right. take this sweetie like relax calm down you're gonna be fine get on the plane hold her like, pick everything we can't leave equipment go go wait, go should, like, they're not thinking. Be, we can't even close the door there's so much baggage don't worry about it. don't you want to see damon dash your boyfriend back like in, she in just got another Let's video go. to record when we get back home like there is no time what am i looking at mr sinister Oh, it's Mr. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> she found it. at the she final moment. <laughs> Let people Something know right now. Story, I was like, Mr. There's a Mr. I don't know what the fuck We got it was, there. A lot of us talk about super sleuths <laughs> and super fans will get you the answers you need. It was Mr. Sinister. It's Mr. Sinister. Fucking along. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> wow, fabulous cape. Mr. Sinister's cape is all sort of textured and things like that. Okay. okay sorry, anyways, for that, sorry for that. Sorry for that aggressive sorry. derailment. But oh, you know what? Necessary ever. Necessary. Thank <laughs> you. Because I knew I said it's so gonna come to you. And when it does, let us know. Um, <laughs> although at an interesting time as we were talking about the tragedy of Aaliyah's life. But Joel, please continue. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so all I'm saying is that like it adds up. Yeah. There's definitely like the element too to sort of the trauma that she suffers at the hands of R. Kelly uh, and things like that. That she didn't have a very simple life. Like this wasn't just somebody. Anyone who starts off famous, anyone who starts off famous young, it's a very slippery road mm-hmm. emotionally for people because there's a lot of 
there's a lot of things you're denied and a lot of things that don't that go un- unaddressed as you grow up. And yeah, to that, I see some thread, especially when you're saying like, you know how most people there's like a saying they say, don't fuck with my money. Don't fuck up my mm-hmm. money or you're mm-hmm. fucking up my money. And in certain cultures, fucking up someone's money is uh, you will see some very aggressive responses to fucking up someone's money. So you can tell there is a grain of salt too, like where if some if a person's existence is your money and mm-hmm. that person who you're counting on is fucking up just because of their their own sheer will or, you know, because they have agency, then you might step in because you're like, oh, you're not about to fuck up my money because right. you're doing this or that. Now, I don't know what could have been simmering at all that would have created this kind of environment. But at the very least, I feel like on some level, most people, when that plane crashed, were like, what happened? Like, why would you get on a plane that's overloaded? Like, that just seems like first up. But then is that because of the negligence on behalf of the pilot or whatever? Who knows? Because he was clearly had things in his system. But it's a very, um, very interesting point. And now the author of the book has gone on to just sort of say, like, didn't expect all this talk to come out around, but was also saying like they felt compelled to include this in the story because it was something that a lot of fans had been like talking about and curious about. So that is in the book and the book is coming out soon because it's 20 years. Along with that, there was some kind of bittersweet news is that Aaliyah's music will finally be back on streaming. But the thing is like, there's, it's it's really contested because all of her music came out on her uncle's label called Black Drop. Mm-hmm. Other than other like mm-hmm. l- like larger other like other labels were doing the distribution of it, mm-hmm. but they were done under that imprint. The uncle was like, "Hey, it's coming out! Like finally, these other albums that you've been saying, where the fuck are these Aaliyah albums? They're coming out now." But then her estate posted something saying like, "They don't they don't like this at all. And they feel there's clearly a conflict going on between her estate, like the people that really like her mother who handles her estate. And then her uncle, who is the one who I guess technically has the access to all the oh tapes of the albums. So Let it's a lot of fighting. Figure this out. It is so wild to me that this happens so often to celebrity families, particularly celebrities who've gone too soon and their estates are left in the hands of like bickering family members. We see it a lot mm-hmm. with Selena where like, the oh my family God, is just so, you know, it's very protective of the story and her legacy, which is absolutely their right. But then, mm-hmm. like, when it comes, like, there's a, a disconnect between how fans interact with this icon and how she's constantly being portrayed. And I feel like the same thing happened with Aaliyah, where it's like, fans are like, we would spend so much money on Aaliyah. <laughs> like, we're buying right. anniversary records and albums. We're getting, like, vocal sessions. Like, whatever you want to hand to us. We will do. And you can use that money in whatever way, like, encourages and enriches the family. But to have this, like, sort of infighting and then... Because it it seems to me that a lot of these families want to share their loved one, right? They're like, this is your legacy. This is the way that we keep you going in in the current world. And then because of this infighting, they, they can just never quite get it together to make it work. And there's something incredibly tragic and sad. Of course, you also have, you know, the opposite end of that with, like, uh... Miles, help me. The street artist... From New York. Bansky? Oh, Basquiat? Jean-Michel Basquiat? Yes, where his stuff is just, anybody want to buy this? Here, great. We'll just take the money. And now he's, literally every major brand has a Basquiat version of something. Which is so fucked up because if you really know his life story or worldview, it's not to be on a fucking corksicle insulated beer koozie cup. If you're going to be yeah. a famous artist, like, really dictate your shit in your will. Like, get it early and get it now yeah. about how you want to be used. Do, do not and make me a hologram become, after I die. 
Yeah, or like, <laughs> or like a weird logo on a Brooklyn Nets jersey. Uh, um, because then they did like, here's the Basquiat jersey. Like, I don't know if this uh, is. I would not like this. Re- this doesn't like, feel good. Very, very interesting person and like self-taught and self-educated in like many different ways. But yeah, her estate put this thing out just saying, quote, protecting Aaliyah's legacy is and will always be our focus. For 20 years, we have battled behind the scenes, enduring shadowy tactics of deception Ugh. with unauthorized projects targeted to tarnish. We have always been confused as to why there's such a tenacity in causing more pain alongside what we already have to cope with for the rest of our lives. Now in this 20th year, this unscrupulous endeavor to release Aaliyah's music without any transparency or full accounting to the estate compels our hearts to express a word, forgiveness, which is wild. And they just go on to say, like, they want to defend themselves. They want to make sure that, like, we're honoring her energy and what her actual intent was as a person. So you can only imagine, too, like, I'm sure there's definitely some there's obviously a money component, too. And then from there, like, you have people who, like, within a family can't even just set all of it aside to say, like, I'm not Aaliyah. You're not Aaliyah. We're not Aaliyah. But we, she is our family. And as a family, we should actually decide what to do because you can't just go off and say this is what it needs to be or not be. But hell. I mean, it's easier said than done because this person is no longer like in your face yeah. every day, day to day. Mm-hmm. And it people, money and greed changes people. It's no longer a human. She's no longer a human to these other other entities or like a yeah. spirit. She's, She's a IP. commodity. Yeah, exactly. And it's easy to disassociate and it's easy to make excuses to forgive yourself when you're doing a shitty thing, when you disassociate the human and the in the memory of. Absolutely. And even and even focus, too, because I'm sure her uncle's like the people want to hear her music. I'm sure you can take that dimension and rationalize Mm -hmm. everything by saying, like, we've been holding back Aaliyah's music from people for too long. And this is what, this is the, this is the benevolence of this act is that people will now get to interact with their art rather than listen to weird, janky YouTube videos that have the songs out there. Here's some more gaslighting for you. Yeah. But it's just like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, But we shall see. There's apparently an album that has like, there's a, there's potentially a lot of unreleased music too. Wow. That's Timbaland. But that is exciting. Yeah. And, you know, if it's Prince done just, the right way, Prince otherwise put out an album last week or two weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, that it was all new material that he had recorded in 2010. And apparently there's stuff with like Jojo and like Timbaland and Magoo and like all these interesting wow. people. So, you know, I, I, I hope it's done respectfully, but I'm I will stay a fan forever. Ever. Well, ever. Thank you so much. Speaking of ever. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you for thank you for at the. Final hour pulling out I'm that Mr. Sinister pick. I know it was so inappropriate, but it was like I get something. It. I connected the dots. Yeah, because it's I like one it. of those things too. In your mind, you're like, no, I can't. I, I know my I know my memory is functioning. Like it, it's somewhere there. Yes, here it is. Where can people find you and follow you and experience your comedy? And, and what's a tweet that you like? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm all across social media platforms. My name is Ever, E-V-E-R, Maynard, M-A-I-N-A-R-D. You know, right now with COVID and Delta variants, I'm doing live shows in L.A. A lot Mm -hmm. of them are outdoor. If you're listening to this on Friday, I've got a really cool show coming up Sunday the 8th over Zoom, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's August 8th. At 8 p.m., 888. Oh, I'm talking angel signs. Yeah. Uh, wow. It's all, <laughs> so I do a thing where it's crowd work and it's riffing, but it's based on connection. 
And so it's not like I'm like, hey, look at this piece of shit. You right, know, right. what's with your shirt? Hey, shitty couch. It's, you know, it's like storytelling. <laughs> it's that. But like right. we've got um, like Anna Dresden from Saturday Night Live. Oh, she's a brilliant writer. comic. And right. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's going to be there. Julia Loken, Lisa Chanu from, you know, the astrology podcast. You know, these gals. Mm hmm. They're going to be popping off. We're going to be talking astrology because it's also like clearly I know a little bit, but not a lot. But it's also like a lot. It's Leo season. So shit's opening up. It's a new moon. So it's exciting. The energy is going to be there. This was supposed to be IRL. Oh, my God. I'm realizing something that's coming full circle. And I will almost cry. I will tell you guys after this. But like this first show was supposed to happen March 16th. Holy fuck. I'm having a Mr. Sinister moment in my yeah. personal life <laughs> that okay. I am not ready to share with my iHearts. Okay, but, that's fine. That's all right. But anyways, y'all can y'all can get tickets at evermainer.com. Maybe I'll talk about this during the live show. Um, yeah, I just, I like to hang out. I like to chill. Um, I like to, to kick it. There you go. <laughs> with Mr. Sinister. I don't know what the, I don't know how to end this because I'm literally <laughs> having You're having, a well, that's fine. Let's pivot to what's okay. a tweet that you like. Oh, Yeah. Oh, go, but anyway, get your tickets, evermainer.com, E-V-E-R-M-A-I-N-A-R-D.com. There it is. There and if is. you're like, hey, I really want to go, but I I don't, I they're like 12 to 15 bucks for a generous ticket, but these tickets are split up for like the, I'm not like gobbling them up yeah. with the price. Like the money is split and donated. And there is, it's more of a meme tweet, mm. but it's the cover of Give a Mouse a Cookie. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you have that in your mind. Got and it. it says, it's hexed at, H-E-X-E-D-25. I don't know if this, maybe, if I hope this person is the real creator of this. If not, I'm so sorry. But it says, please, instead of give a mouse a cookie, it says, please give a bitch a break. I work yes. very hard. I'm trying my best. Yes. I'm so tired all the goddamn time. Got it. And and the quote is me after hearing about the Delta Plus variant. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, yeah, tight. Give yeah. a bitch a break. Identifiable. Like, I get yeah. it. I'm in it. It's very real. Very real. Very real. Joelle, thank you so much mm. for helping me host today. Your infinite yeah. knowledge was put to the test today. Even though Ever was giving us some interesting facts, we tried our best. Very close. <laughs> very close. And hey, Psych Gang, if you knew it was Mr. Sinister from the first act and you're like, kudos I know what it was. Kudos. Uh, kudos with that. M&Ms in them to you. You want a my koozie. Favorite. You want a Comic-Con koozie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> from this game. Um, Joelle, where can people find you and follow you, listen to you, experience you, and what's the tweet that you like? Yeah, you guys know me. I'm Joelle Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joelle Monique. That's J-O-E-L-L-E-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. A tweet that I am obsessed with right now. It's from at We Are Ivy Park. If you don't know what, that's Beyonce's clothing line. She partnered mm-hmm. with Adidas. It just says hashtag Ivy Park Rodeo. It's got Beyonce's hands with an Ivy Park, like, Texas-style belt buckle. I don't know mm. what's about to come out, but whenever she goes full Houston, it's sensational. I'm ready. Mm. Like, bring it, bring, oh, God, Beyonce. I was just complaining about how we weren't getting enough of her, and look at how she blesses me this morning. Like, uh, a queen. I'm so excited. Uh. 888808. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. Let's see. A tweet that I like, just one tweet, and it was just funny because I don't know if you know, Barack Obama had to cancel his big oh, birthday bash no. on Martha's Vineyard. I saw a thing on like TMZ that was like, guests are, might be really mad because they spent a lot of money renting houses on Martha's Vineyard. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's not me. They're so. not being put out. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you got Martha's Vineyard money and you go to Barack Obama's birthday, I'm sorry. You're fine. Yeah, you're fine. You think they're all not hanging out anyways? Right. <laughs> Say that again, Evan. Right. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, man. That's anyway. Uh, news at 11. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but this is from uh, Armand Domolevsky at Armand Doma tweeted, As a child, I assumed Martha's Vineyard was owned by Martha Stewart. So did I! <laughs> yes, same. No one told me! It yeah. made sense that it would be her vineyard because she's Martha freaking Stewart. Exactly. I'm just pissed that she went to, to prison for fraud, and it's mm. like, Nobody else did. No. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, it is gotta tear a woman down. It's fine. It is what it is. Well, you can find <laughs> me at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also, the other podcast, Four Twenty Day Fiance. Check that out with me and Sophia Alexandra. Um, you can find us at Daily Zeitgeist on Twitter, at the Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our, you know, our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. Mm-hmm. There it is. Footnotes. footnotes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I heard it from the back. And let's see, along with the song that we are going to wrap or wrap out on, we're going to ride out on. Mm. This is just another great vibe piece from an artist called Fetty, F-E-D-E. And it's called Trapeto Balcony, T-R-A-P-P-E-T-O-B-A-L-C-O-N-Y. And it's sort of like a little bit of Latin trap beat just to get your weekend going, you know, just because maybe you're in your cave. Maybe you're going to play it safe and do some outdoor chilling or whatever. But maybe maybe listen to this and get your hips moving. You know who you guys should also check out if you're just looking to vibe? There's a, an, a UK artist called Terza, T-I-R-Z-A-H. Okay. Kind of low-key. Uh, there's a song, Gladly, that I've just been chilling with. Kind of low-key electronic music, but just great vibes to have on in the background. I don't know if you're looking for new vibes. but Yeah, um, and you can find that in the footnotes. Uh, we'll be back later on to tell you what's trending. Oh, and also, obviously, Daily Zeitgeist, production of iHeartRadio. Well, you know what? My iHearts, so we'll see you there. Check back later. We'll tell you what's trending. And until then, have a great weekend. Uh, peace and blessings. Bye. Bye. Bye.